0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of my wrestling podcast. These podcasts will follow a similar sort of pattern, similar sort of structure to the blogs that I've written, which I've done well over 200 now. So hopefully we can have some fun with it. So if you haven't read the blogs... What I do is uh, I've reviewed all sorts of shows, I've done top 10 lists, compilations, and just my general thoughts on the wacky world of professional wrestling. So for today's episode, episode one, what we're going to do is a little bit of a throwback, not so long ago, to what was a pretty pretty wild time in the world of wrestling. Uh, To go along to this week, I actually did a blog Reviewing this whole week, which I entitled The Biggest Week in Wrestling Ever, which may or may not have been a slight exaggeration. So it was October of 2019. The week began with Monday Night Raw of that week, which was built, I believe, as like a season premiere episode. Uh, It was a, a big fancy way for them to get people to watch Raw, basically. So we had a new announced team. We had Vic Joseph as the lead guy. I think, was it Brennan Williams with him? Yeah, who previously before that was Dia Madden. Went on to be now Mace in... Of course, well, he wasn't part of Retribution until that went in the bin. Uh, And Jerry Lawler were the announced team of Raw. I think it was Lawler. Might have been Saxon. Anyway, um, so yeah, beginning that week was the Raw episode. And it was the Raw where... I think Brock Lesnar was on the show, uh, and he basically said that he was either coming to Raw or he was on Raw for some reason. Uh, we were leading to a Survivor Series, and th- th- Brock Lesnar was there, and, and basically the angle was the one where Brock Lesnar beat up Dominic Mysterio, which was Rey Mysterio's son, as we all know, which was way before uh, Dominic was an in-ring wrestler, and so that was the big roar of that one. So we had, I think it was the same Raw that ended with Bobby Lashley and Lana kissing after Rusev had returned. Yeah, that was weird. So that was the roar of that week. Moving on. The Wednesday was pretty, pretty big. We had the first AEW Dynamite, which was a good show, sure. But it ended with the arrival of Jake I which at the time, at the time is the crucial bit, was a bit underwhelming for me personally. Especially when you compare that to the same the NXT that same night, which ended with the return of Tommaso Ciampa. We had Finn Balor going to NXT, and I felt that NXT was was big time. Uh, and the Friday of that week, we had the very first SmackDown on Fox episode, which began with The Rock returning WWE, and ended with the now infamous Brock Lesnar Kofi Kingston squash match for the WWE title. Uh, and The Sunday, which it seemed WWE forgot about, we had a pay per view. And that pay per view was Hell in a Cell, which by that point was the red cell, which looks a bit like a crate. Um, (laughs) Not exactly a fan of the red cell, but anyway, moving on. That show, I recall it being a fine show. It was just. It felt like WWE kind of forgot they had a pay-per-view to do. I recall there being a really like lack of matches announced for the show. Obviously their focus would have been on the SmackDown, big big SmackDown show first one on Fox, and then obviously they had the Raw and the NXT going up against AEW Dynamite as well. On that show we had I think we had Jeff Hardy Randy Orton in the cell. Maybe wrong. Should probably should have checked all this beforehand, shouldn't I? Really, if I'm recording a podcast about a show. But anyway, we. I'm almost sure we had Becky Lynch versus Sasha in the cell, which was Sasha's first proper thing back after her, you know, absence for a bit. Which I recall being really good. I think that was probably one of the best women's cell matches there's been. Uh, but the main thing going into that show was the match that we are going to talk about today. Uh, A match that I'm actually going to watch back. So yeah, wish me luck. So the match, of course, I'm talking about is what was for the Universal Championship. It was the champion, Seth Rollins, defending against The Fiend. Now, Most people listening to this will know, but if you don't know, The Fiend is my guy. Bray Wyatt is my guy. Everyone has their favourites. For my sins, Bray Wyatt is mine. And The Fiend was, at that stage, and still is to a certain extent, um, The Fiend is everything to me that I want in a character. He is different, he is cool, uh, and I'm attached to him because... As with Bray Wyatt, his booking at times was very up and down. The ups were tremendous, the downs were the drizzling. Um. So this match, this match. Well, before I actually watch the match, because it's not exactly something I'm looking forward to revisiting. Um, let's talk briefly about how we got to that point where we had the babyface, remember this as we go on, the babyface champion Seth Rollins versus apparently the heel monster, apparently the heel, not that this crowd remembered that but we'll get onto to that shortly, so next up I'm going to just explain how we got here to Seth Rollins versus The Fiend from Hell in a Cell 2019. So Seth Rollins versus the Fiend then. Let's talk about let's talk about Seth first. So he's obviously the champion by this point. Uh he won the Royal Rumble that year. And at that stage he was he was pretty much the top the top babyface, really. Um He he'd won the Royal Rumble following a year in twenty eighteen where he was kind of the, the workhorse guy of Raw. He was having great matches. I think he won the IC title the year before at WrestleMania. He'd have a couple of runs with that. Um, he had... I guess you'd call it the infamous feud with Dean before he left, which was kind of... Yeah, that, that might be a topic for a completely different podcast. But, yeah, he'd come out of that. He, he won the Royal Rumble. There was a great promo the next night on Raw with him and Triple H. And very quickly it was set up to be Seth and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. They ended up opening WrestleMania. Seth won the title. It was great. Um, But even back then, and it's a point someone raised, I can't remember who said it, but it felt very much at WrestleMania 35, like we liked Seth Rollins. I'm talking about the fan base in general, but we were kind of more happy that Brock Lesnar had lost the title rather than Seth had won it. Whereas you compare that to when Drew beat Brock the year later, I think we were all delighted for Drew to be the champion. So after that, obviously, Seth had his feud with Corbin. Brock won the title back. Seth went into the SummerSlam rematch with Brock. Um, Kind of, he he cut a very dour promo, I remember, on the go-home show. I think Brock just beat his ass. And Seth cut... Almost like a, he was on his knee. I think he was literally on his knees. He he was devastated. He was really at the end of his his tether, and he was like, "It's all I have. I have to win this match." And I remember saying to someone like, "If he doesn't win this match, like he he's finished as like a a, a credible top babyface." And in the end, the Summerslam match was absolutely fantastic, and, and Seth won the crowd over and he won me over back again. That night He beat Brock He was the champion um, After that He Had his feud with Who do you feud with? I think it was Braun Yeah, it was Braun Strowman After that he had the match with um, And Him and Braun I think they were tag champions as well Yeah, that was it They they, they won the tag titles Which Is a thing WWE like to do Time and time again Is put Two title match competitors together in a tag team so braun and seth i think they lost the tag titles in the pay-per-view opener and then seth beat braun to retain the universal title in the main event of the pay-per-view um and that brings us nicely into the end of that show where seth held the belt up the lights go out and there is the fiend to thunderous cheers and I think pretty much from that moment, the, the writing was on the wall for Seth Rollins as the top babyface, really. Um, and I think, swimmingly, moving on to The Fiend, I think. Putting Seth against The Fiend at that point was, yeah, like I said, the nail in the coffin for him as a babyface. Um, and obviously, we saw the results where that ended up with this match. So... Going back to the former Husky Harris, the once Bray Wyatt, uh, and now into The Fiend. So Bray Wyatt is off TV for a pretty long time. Uh, I think it was well over a year after his initial tag team with Matt Hardy. Do you remember that? Christ. Um, That fell apart. And so... Bray was off TV for some time, and then it was just after WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans, these, these, oh no, sorry, it was 35, of course it was, yeah, it was 35, sorry, my mistake. So these vignettes start to air, Uh, we had the toy box with the puppet coming out, and then it all goes to this Firefly Funhouse, this over-the-top kids TV entertainer type character, And it's Bray Wyatt. Um, It was unique. It was very much child catcher vibes. And eventually he, on one of these vignettes, which were taking the internet by storm, as you'll all remember, this was the most talked about thing on WWE TV by a mile. And it only increased when he revealed his secret. And his secret was he had created or he had transformed into this monster and that was what we became to know as the Fiend. So eventually these vignettes to keep airing and it's Bray talking about this and he's talking about all the things that Bray Wyatt went through and loose references that if you knew the full story like most of us did you really appreciated. Um and eventually just before SummerSlam that year. The Fiend showed up He attacked Finn Balor The match for SummerSlam was eventually set Finn Balor Was <laughs> Bless Finn He was fed to The Fiend wasn't he uh, It was very much a match that w- There was a rumour that came out beforehand And it turned out to be true That Finn would be taking time off after SummerSlam So He he did obviously He got married uh, He ended up going to NXT So it was a kind of a, a made sense type thing uh, It was a shame it had to be Finn in this spot But then again with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend and Bray Wyatt and Finn so having history kind of made sense a little bit so The Fiend had his match at SummerSlam Um, it was a spectacle the entrance the presentation of The Fiend the match was a squash it it was always meant to be I think booking wise it made sense it being a squash Um, and then after that The Fiend I think he attacked Jerry Lawler Mick Foley Kurt Angle Kane, and then, I think it was about September time that year, rumours start to come out that The Fiend would be facing the Universal Champion at Hell in a Cell. Now, the question was, and it's a fair point, does The Fiend need the Universal Championship? Does he need a title? The answer to that is obviously no. The Fiend in itself, much like The Undertaker, is, for me enough of an attraction to be credible as a, as, a, as a big star without putting or without the need to put a world title on him the second problem which is something WWE do a lot is they kind of book themselves into a corner at this stage the Fiend had had one match it was a squash and in every other segment he had ever been in he was made to look like this scary undefeatable Defeatable, unbeatable monster. So, yeah, there's <laughs> bearing in mind what we said about Seth maybe starting to to lose credibility, maybe as the top babyface, and the fact that the Fiend couldn't be booked to lose, and he was incredibly popular by this point. He had a lot of support behind him. So we've got a potentially unpopular babyface and a very popular monster heel. This is your problem. So eventually, obviously. It was Seth who beat Braun. Seth versus the Fiend was the way we were going to go. And they did all these segments building up to it. That Seth basically was terrified of the Fiend. Seth went to the Fun House, He destroyed the funhouse. Um, and that led us to this Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Which the main event was this. Oh boy, this very much talked about match between Seth Rollins and The Fiend. So, yeah, that is how we got here. And, oh, (laughs) this is going to be interesting, people. I don't think I've watched this match back in full since I first watched it. Um, So it's going to be something, it's very much going to be a similar experience I feel to when I watched back the Goldberg Undertaker match from Saudi Arabia, which was kind of like a bit of therapy in the sense that you face your fears, Uh, in this way I was facing a match, a wrestling match, which I just found horrible for the reasons that you all know having seen it. So I'm going to load up the WWE Network. And I am going to watch back The Fiend versus Seth Rollins from Hell in a Cell 2019 for the Universal Championship. So, turns out I actually made a mistake. Um, (laughs) So, it wasn't, in fact, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, this one. The card for this show was uh, Sasha and Becky, as I mentioned. Then we had the A tag match between Roman and Danny Bryan against Harper and Rowan. We had... just have a look. Orton against Ali. I bet that was good. It was good, in fact. I remember that one. Yeah. Bliss and Cross against the Kabuki Warriors. The OC. Blimey. Against the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman. A bizarre match. Anyway. King Corbin against Chad Gable. Is that when they... Beat him and then changed him into Shorty G. Brilliant. Charlotte Bailey. And then, oh boy. Here we go then. Russia's all luck. So, I'm trying to get the timestamp on this. I actually want to watch the little promo video before because the one negative thing about the network is that they don't, the timestamps they do and for the matches in the shows. They don't actually stop them for the pre-match videos. They do it from the start of the match, which I get, but the pre-match videos are always really good. So I like to watch those. So we'll get a timestamp ready and then we'll be underway. All right, so I have paused the pay-per-view at 2 hours, 42 minutes and 6 seconds, if you want to watch along. Hell in a Cell 2019. The Fiend, there he is, against Seth Rollins, for the Universal title. Wish me luck. <laughs> I know I'm meant to sound enthusiastic on this, but yeah, it's going to be uh, painful to relive, so... As I said, two hours, 42.06. And we'll press play in three, two, one, play. So, pre-match video, looking back at Clash of Champions, as I said, Seth retained the title, held the belt up, lights out, there's the fiend. Sister Abigail on the steps, then the claw. All the lights. Everyone meant to be booing, but they loved it. There's happy, smiley Bray in the funhouse with his his Seth Rollins action figure. <laughs> yeah, he had the wall, didn't he? He put pictures of everyone he'd beat on the wall and crossed their eyes out. Rambling rabbit trying to give Seth advice, telling him not to get in the cell. why don't they show him and they put rambling rabbit in a cage with mercy the buzzard and then mercy the buzzard ex rambling rabbit yep there's the rabbit dad That laugh, and then the the, the see you in hell wozers. So this is where big tough Seth's gonna pretend he's not scared of the fiend. He didn't do a great job during this build-up. I'm not gonna lie. What do you do, Seth? I mean, people... I don't know why people went off, Seth. I always thought he had great matches. He still does, but... They just decided he wasn't the guy for them all of a sudden. And... I guess why Wyatt was. Yeah, he faced Nakamura on a SmackDown, didn't he? And then The Fiend came out and attacked him. I think that was the... The, the SmackDown before this one, the the first one on Fox. And I believe that's the end of the video. Yep, here we go. Champion out first for this one. Gotta give the Fiend a big entrance. The burn it down from the crowd, always a highlight. Not too many more of those left for Seth, I don't think. I think it's after the Survivor Series. It's not long after the show that he, he turned heel with light after, I think. I remember watching this, I watched it the day after because I had work, and I was travelling on the way to work to watch this, um, travelling on the way to work whilst I watched this, sorry, and just, I was nervous, but as the match went along, I was like, okay, The Fiend's doing alright, and then, yeah, it was just the finish, the finish for it killed me, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, it. we'll talk about it, um, Yeah, this—it was a decent show, but this—this this was a one-match show, and this—this this was the one match, and yeah, it falls off a cliff as I'm about to relive. So, not exactly a, a huge baby babyface pop for Seth. Yeah. Seed's already there for him. He's in the ring, and now we wait. I love this entrance. I always will love this entrance. Really well. Remember that SummerSlam where. We saw it for the first time, I was just in awe of it. Still am. Yeah, of course, this was the, I think, the first time we saw the red lights. Like, for the whole match, I mean, and it was, yeah, it it started, you mean, to go on. And we started with these awful red lights all match, and yeah, it's hard for me judging this match so badly because I'm such a big fan of Bray and The Fiend but but yeah, I, I seriously thought <laughs> I, I, I didn't think even WWE could get something so monumentally wrong as they did this match awesome entrance one of, one of the best ever, I think, for sure people can say what they want about The Fiend but his entrance is amazing I don't think anyone can dispute that even a little bit I hope he's doing okay bro I hope when he's mentally well and ready we can see him back again because full arenas again this fiend entrance would be something it would be something for sure So yeah, of course this was only The Fiend's second official match. The first one, The Squash against Finn. Now here we are. Before this match actually, it kind of reminded me of the Bray-Randy WrestleMania 33 match when Bray was champion. Just being in awe of he got the entrance on the big stage and and having a nervous sort of thing in me that I knew something bad could happen. Obviously, that was horrific, the the projections on the floor. Um, And then there's this one, which may have even been worse booked than that mess. But here is the fiend in the ring now. And the red lights are on. And they're here to stay. As if it wasn't hard enough to see with a red cell around the ring. We now have red in for red lights to try and see this match in between. Oh boy. Here we go. So timestamp for at 2.50 exactly just gone past 03:04, and the bell rings so the fiend stood in the corner I think the crowd are chanting yowie we Seth just looking at him not quite sure what to do the fiend goes right at him Wrestles him down. Turns his back to Seth. Seth going for it. Nope. Seth's down. Seth out the ring. A few seconds in, looks lost. I can't imagine how difficult this match would be to watch, actually, in the arena. How the hell are you meant to see? I don't know. Hard enough trying to see through the TV. What's Seth gonna get? He's under the ring. He got a kendo stick. The fiend's just looking at him. <laughs> just completely not asked. Fiend no sells the kendo stick shot. And again. I don't think the crowd care. He screams at him. He takes the stick off him. Now, yeah. Punch in the corner. Kicks the stick away. Uh, Seth Seth trying to come back. Fiend cuts him off. Yurinagi. This crowd are loving the Fiend already. (laughs) Not the best of starts for our champion. Outside the ring now Fiend chasing after him Big shots Launches him into the cage Seth getting his ass whopped already Again into the cage Cage cell, you know what I mean I don't think the crowd know quite what to make of this Because obviously this was the first time we saw the red lights for The Fiend's match Thank God they got rid of them Big splash against the cage The Fiend waving at the crowd I don't remember that Launches Seth into the steps The fiend just told the cameraman to get out of the way Smashes Seth into the other steps under the ring now, the Fiend. Oh, like oh, oh, Seth. Hits right. him with the steps. And again. Feed, Fiend staggered. Comes, and again, and oh, he knocked him down. Do, fast King. bit of offence for Seth all match. Seth going under the ring. The what now? Table. Crowd like that Crowd always love tables You want to cheer a crowd up Get a table out Go for a suicide Guess it Fiend goes into the cage Seth trying again Guess it again The Fiend stuck it Throws the fiend into the steps. Seth getting there now. Looks like he doesn't quite know what to do. Sets up the table now. Flashbacks of poor Sasha and Charlotte in that hell of a cell and they couldn't break the table. Not that it was their fault that they couldn't break the table, but... but (laughs) What's Seth thinking now? Tries again. Oh, Fiend catches him. Almost like a like a sister Abigail into the cell wall. Screaming at the crowd again is the fiend getting cheered for it. Big Yahweh we chance. Yeah, The Fiend was really over at this point. He's meant to be the heel, by the way. What's The Fiend thinking? He's looking at the table. Seemed to quite like it, I think. Seth trying to get to his feet. Fiend getting some ideas. he Seth. Is he trying to... Going to try and put him through the table. Nope. Seth gets out. Oh, kick from Seth. Super kick. The Fiend's on the table. Seth to the top. Splash. This would be a big move. Oh, through the table with the splash. Seth seems to have hurt his ribs. Fiend down Seth down The Fiend oh Is God. up And Seth is selling it Like he can't believe it The Fiend gets to his feet first And Seth can't believe it Super kick from Seth Stomp The Fiend gets Right back up And the crowd go wild Super kick Sister Abigail gets it. One, two, kick out. And the crowd are booing. They are booing the baby face kicking out of the heels finisher. Something's gone wrong here. Feed on top of him. Punches. Just looking at him now. gonna do that weird neck break spot he does oh and when he did that against Finn thinking it was horrific obviously perfectly safe but Finn just knelt down as Seth is looking out of it and what the crowd made of this at this point I mean, presumably they want The Fiend to win, but... Yeah. (laughs) Seth's on the outside now. Fiend just just in the ring. Oh no, I know what comes next. Oh boy. Fiend's going under the ring. Oh boy. The 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 Fiend is going under the ring. And he's going to pull out a giant... Cartoon-like mallet, like a big cartoon hammer that I think he's used in the Funhouse, and he, yeah, it's it's got Bray Wyatt's tights so or the Fiend's t- tights stripes on this hammer, and he's gonna try and smash Rollins with it. on the side of this ladder, and he rams Seth against the cage with it. Don't know what he's trying to do. Oh, Seth with a super kick, and again, and a third. It's so bizarre the the concept of selling and no selling in this match. It's really bizarre. Stomp. A stomp on the mallet. Yeah. Seth looks still like he doesn't know what to do. The Fiend's in the ring. Seth on the apron. Springboard. Big knee. The Fiend just staggered. On his feet. On his feet. Goes to the other side. Hits it again. Fiend still not on, off his feet. Super kick. Another one. Fiend down. Stomp. Crowd are booing. Another stomp. Crowd of booing even more. This is the top babyface. Another stomp against the monster heel. Crowd are booing very, very loud. Seth can't believe the Fiend is just crawling up. And this crowd are going wild as The Fiend gets up. of a pedigree. Not seeing him use that for a while. Well, actually we did. He used it the previous month against Braun. Anyway, another stomp. And he kicks out at one. And now he's up and he's screaming and the crowd are cheering. Super kick. Another stomp. Crowd are booing again. This is the top baby face. <laughs> Another stomp. Another stomp. Hope you keeping count, I'm not. This is just absurd. Another stomp. The thing is, this move beat Brock Lesnar. Three of these beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania that year. And he beat him at SummerSlam with it. Stomp to the fiend. Fiend's down. Crowd are booing. Crowd hate it. Rollins look like he doesn't know what to do. you probably wondering, what's this crowd played at? But I get the crowd, I do. Just, I like Seth, so it's... It's, it's always going to feel a bit harsh to me, but... It's not Seth's fault. Of course it's not. It's, it's the way the match was booked, laid out. Seth's got a chair now. The fiend is, is flat out in the ring. Yeah, we are, we chance again. The fiend is, is sparkled. Seth's got the chair. Just waiting to see if there's any life. He's, he's kind of stood over the fiend. The fiend's just not moving. Seth isn't quite sure Oh He smashes the fiend in the face And a kick out at one A kick out at one After he smashed the fiend in the face with a chair Seth can't believe it He's out of the ring What's he got? Uh, A ladder? Not a big ladder But a, a small ladder got the chair again he's put it on the face of the fiend who's on the floor still he's got the ladder in his hand as Seth not sure what the crowd thinks is going to go on here the fiend is down (laughs) Seth smashes the chair into the face of the fiend with the ladder two count kick out Seth's losing his mind This is just... The ref trying to... He's saying something to Seth. Bear in mind this is hell in a cell. Anything's meant to go. This is meant to be the end of the end. We saw, like, mankind get thrown off it all them years back. What's he got? Like, all these kendo sticks now? Seth getting from under the ring? Seth just looking for all sorts. Anything he can find. Seth going under the ring again. What's he going to try and find there? Toolbox Seth Rollins has a toolbox Seth back in the ring now The the ref's talking to him I don't know what he could possibly be saying In real life or not Or cave But So The ladder's now on The Fiend He's put the chair in between the ladder Now Seth's got the toolbox In his hand he, looks like he's planning something. Is he going to smash the toolbox in his face? He does. Smashes the toolbox again. The tools have all fell out. He keeps smashing them. And again. And again. The ref trying to check on The Fiend. I don't know. Like, at this point, the finish... I think this match could have made sense. It would have been crap booking, like, all those no cells. But if The Fiend gets up now does the claw and beats him. I think the crowd don't mind it. And I don't think it's viewed as half as bad as it was afterwards. Not by me, anyway. But obviously not. Seth's getting a churn out. Seems really frustrated, Seth. The crowd are... They're not happy. They're not happy. Seth's now got a sledgehammer. Now, try remember, the Fiend earlier had a giant mallet. That was perfectly fine to use. Bear that in mind. Seth's got a sledgehammer. The ref is reasoning with Seth. He's telling him that's not you. The ref is trying to reason with Seth not to use this sledgehammer. Think about what you're doing, he says the ref. Rollins looks like he's going to calm. Looks like he's going to calm. Like I said, if the fiend sits up now, does the claw, beats him. The match isn't terribly booked anyway, but it could be rescued. And then... My God. Seth almost in bits. And he hits him with the sledgehammer and the ref rings the fucking bell. And this crowd just boo. They rang the bell for the second year in a row and no contest in a hell in a cell match. And this crowd is booing so loud. The cage is getting raised. Seth's Seth's in the corner just looking at him. Wanting a response Chatting crap to him The Fiend's just down motionless. The crowd are loudly chanting bullshit There's a ton of officials out Medical staff Trying to tend to the Fiend Yeah, this was one of the worst book finishes I've ever seen I've ever seen All these refs trying to hold Seth back Trying to put this fiend On a backboard This is the fiend This crowd are Livid I don't know what Seth's doing He's trying to like Wake the fiend up And the fiend Puts the claw On Seth The fiend is alive And the crowd are cheering as the Fiend gets the claw on, and suddenly all these officials have suddenly lost their balls and have rang out the ring. The Fiend throws itself to the outside. On the outside. Sister Abigail on the outside. Referee's trying to talk to the fiend Restart the match The crowd are chanting Not this fucking company guys Sorry Really loud Chance of restart the match So the fiend is Moving the mats from the ring floor From outside the ring sorry So it's going to be Sister Abigail On the concrete All these officials just stood there watching, like, it's just, I get it, it's just, just BS sometimes, isn't it? Crowd are booing, crowd hate it. I don't think they hate this happening, I think they just hate the fact that they put that finish and then these afters, as if this would make the BS finish okay. Sister Abigail. The red lights are still on. Yep, fiend goes to scare all the refs away, and he's put the claw on Seth again. I think he starts bleeding. Here. Yeah, they're doing the the uh, the lights they do for the, for the fiend. My network's just paused. Brilliant. Perfectly fine. All match. Here we go. Yep. Blood coming from the mouth of Seth now. As the lights go and the the spooky fiend attack music plays. This crowd are booing. Really booing. I recall them chanting AEW at some point as well. I'm not sure I've heard that yet. Yeah, blood coming from the mouth of Seth. Lights off. Loud boos. Loud boos. I'm actually a lot calmer than I was when I wrote this review and when I watched this show live well not live but for the first time so the lights are back on the shot is The Fiend it's looking a little scary in that and closing graphic on the screen to the sound of booze to the sound of booze that thankfully mercifully is the end of the match thank god well that was something Um, yeah one of the the worst received endings to a pay-per-view in uh, for as long as I can remember well it's the previous years, Helen said, when they also did a no contest, but yeah, that was the beginning of the end for Seth Rollins' as top babyface. His, his credibility was done. His credibility was done as a babyface. The mystique of The Fiend was damaged somewhat, I think, but they, they at least tried to right the wrongs of this, because the next month in Saudi Arabia, of all places, they they did this match again, they did a falls count anywhere match for the title they said they do some BS like this match cannot be stopped for any reason whatever that means Um, and the Fiend won the title there so I I don't get the logic of doing that match and putting the title on the Fiend the month after but then doing this beforehand, I don't get it I don't get it. Which makes me wonder if... Did they really want to put the title on The Fiend? Did they just do it to kind of... Right the wrongs of this one? And if that was the case... They must have known this wouldn't have gone down well. Maybe they didn't, I don't know. Maybe I'm... Trying to see the logic in something that is completely illogical. Um, I think... You could have done... This match the exact same. Then instead of Seth hitting him with a toolbox, or even had Seth hit him with a toolbox. Or the sledgehammer, sorry. If the been got up and put him in the claw and won the match. And then you did the match in Saudi. The match is still poorly received, but I don't think it's half as badly received as it was with that God, that finish. That finish. So it I don't know, this was some really bad booking. The Fiend booking has been questionable at the best of times. And after all the good work they did up to this point. They they booked themselves into a corner like I said. They, they put The Fiend in a title match. In his second ever match. Against a guy who had just won the title from Brock Lesnar for God's sake. So. Once again this company. They played themselves. So. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast more than I enjoyed watching that match back. And yeah, after after watching that, I don't really know what more to say other than thanks for listening and I will see you soon.